Hey guys, G-Man here. Thank you so much for downloading this playoff edition of the Bullpen Cart presented by Thunderblogsports.com. Greg the Prophet Piatelli and I preview the two wildcard games as well as the divisional series for the Major League Baseball postseason. We also take a quick look ahead and make picks for the League Championship Series and the World Series. But of course, we will be back to preview those in full once the series are official. We were recording this during the Yankees-Twins wildcard game, which the Yankees have won 8-4. to But as always, please like and share the podcast. Subscribe to us on iTunes. Check us out on Twitter. ThunderBLG is the handle there. Thunderblog Sports, of course, is the Facebook and Instagram handles, just like the website, ThunderBlogSports.com. But again, enjoy this episode. Playoffs, baby. And welcome to this playoff edition of the Bullpen Cart, presented by ThunderBlogSports.com. I, of course, am the G-Man, Jordy Cannell. With me, as always, the man who still has a playoff team alive. How you doing, my man? You know, Jordy, it's a easy day until Thursday, right? That's the Red Sox first game, so yeah. it's always uh, the anticipation days are always the easy ones, right? Yeah, I think so, and, and you could get a little bonus you know, tonight with the uh, American League wildcard game, or you know, I guess we'll go into what you'd like to happen, but as a, you know, as a fan that despite is New York. There's a little bit of you kind of hoping tonight, rooting for one side. You know, it's uh, honestly, if if the Astros and the Indians weren't so good, I would be rooting for the Yankees so the Red Sox would be the team to beat them. However, um, misery loves company and I'd much rather have the Yankees lose tonight, um, lose to the Twins. For those who don't know, we're recording on the Tuesday of the game. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I mean, I think I think at home, it, I, th- I honestly think the Yankees are going to come away with it. Uh, I hope I'm wrong, but uh, neither one of those teams is beating the Indians. Yeah, so and we'll get right into it in a second, but just to kind of give everybody an idea, we're going to look at both the wild card games tonight, Tuesday night, when we're, when we're recording, as well as the National League game tomorrow night, Wednesday. We're also going to look ahead to the divisional series and preview that. Uh, we'll kind of get into you know if one you know one team wins versus another, but we'll get to that once we get to the actual divisional series. Is we kind of jumped right into tonight. It's an interesting game, Yankees and the Twins which, as you alluded to, being played at Yankee Stadium. And, I, you know, I kind of to jump the gun, I, I agree with you. I think the Yankees pull away, but let's break down why this seems like such a layup for them. I, I mean, I wouldn't necessarily call it a layup. But yeah, uh, yeah, that's the wrong word to use, but... Um, you know, I think I think the big thing here is is just... The Yankees are that team that um, at the right time is hot. You know, they obviously, in terms of this matchup, I should say, um, you know, coming into the game, um, the Yankees have ended the season very strongly, ended the month of September very strongly. Um, if, you know, that's not even the right way of putting it. But, uh, and their pitcher tonight, Severino, has been 
lights out coming down the stretch through September. And, um, you know, Irving Santana hasn't, has not been bad if, on the other hand for, for the twins, but at the same time, I mean, you look at the power numbers for the Yankees, you look at the, the RBIs, the batting average, you know, everything that they have is just, um, is better. The only thing that the twins have that the Yankees don't, uh, is that playoff, I guess, experience in terms of, having veterans in their starting lineup versus rookies in their starting lineup. Yeah, I, I guess so. And, and the Yankees do have an abundance of them. They do have a couple guys that have hung around and, and were on that World Series team, though. I mean, Brett Gardner's hanging around there. Um, CeCe's there. You won't really see him. But, um, yeah, I mean, and, and it's an interesting point. I mean, the the Yankees on a lot of different, you know, you know, a lot of different points of, you know, matching up the positions – have the checkbox on the on the edge and whatnot. And, and the thing I think is the most interesting is that the Twins, they started off so hot and they kind of, you know, fell off towards the, the deadline and they trade away their closer to Washington. And and I think, you know, the Yankees bringing back Chapman this year and, and kind of adding more to that bullpen, you know, we've seen it in a lot of these wild card games where, where the bullpen makes a difference. So even if Severino isn't September Severino, or really what he's been for, for most of 2017, um, a big, big sort of moment for me of really doubting this back half of the the Yankees rotation when you and I did the preview all the way back in episode one. Um, he's been great this year, but even if he's the average that we've seen in 2017, um, you know that bullpen is so loaded and so rested that I think that helps really carry them. So there's a lot of different, at least defensively, ways that they can navigate this game. Yeah, I mean, you're certainly right, and, and it's one of those things where they're such a big underdog that, you know, they almost steal one from the from the young Yankees who, you know, need to learn a lesson or at least make it close um, for you sure. learn a lesson. <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean, going in, they showed ESPN would love nothing more than the Yankees to win and Aaron Judge since ESPN loves to blow Aaron Judge and everything about him. But um, it's true. Him and his gap teeth. But, no, honestly, it's – it's one of those things where, um, as we talk currently, Jordy, uh, Brian Dozier just smoked a leadoff home run. Let's go. Getting off to a good start. Um, I did not pick uh, Brian Dozier in a certain daily sports fantasy game and uh, did pick Luis Severino. So uh, not a good start for me or the Yankees for that matter. But live updates provided by Greg. No, so, I mean, I'm sure people are going to listen to it after, but um, the point is that, you know, I, I agree. I, you know, I think this, this Twins team um, certainly is a team, like I said, that has that sort of calmness, I guess is the right word. You know, they're not going to be over-gripping the bat, if you will, or, or, you know, sometimes when you tense up, you throw the ball high, and, you know, they're going to be sort of calm and level-headed just because, you know, no one really expected them to be this far. No one really expected them to – to make it, um, you know, or have such a successful season as they had. So um, just from that perspective, I think there's a slight advantage to the Twins in terms of nerves and steals and things like that. But uh, in the end, I think the Yankees firepower is too much. And at the end of the day, I think they go to the bull. I mean, I think they go to their pitching early if they need to, in a, as anyone would in a, in a single game elimination. Yeah, and that even, you know, assuming they pull ahead and, and have to pull that type of route, uh, that even almost comes back to their advantage going looking forward to the, to a Cleveland series that you have such 
massive firepower on the starting end for them and on the back end. That pitching staff's just great. Um, if Severino is average and you have to go to the bullpen early and you get a couple days rest, you you wait until Thursday night for them to play. Um, you know, that, that could be nice for game three whenever they decide to pull them back in. Uh, but but we'll, we'll ultimately get to that. I think, though, you're absolutely right. I think this, and if it's if the leadoff home run by Brian Dozier is any, this could be a slugfest. This could be a great game. Uh, and it's exciting. I mean, it, it could be just a traditional Yankee game of takes four hours when it should be two and a half. But we'll see. I'm excited for it. And I'm, I'm incredibly happy that the baseball playoffs are back. Yeah, no, I agree. And uh, let's move over to the National League game here tomorrow, Jordy. Uh, Diamondbacks versus Rockies. You know, John Gray, Zach Greinke. Yep. What are you thinking? Is there any chance that that John Gray and, and the Rockies can go in there and, and win a game, steal one in Arizona? So it's funny you ask that. If you had to – if you had to – let's go back to me incorrectly using the term layup. But if you had to say one game is more of a layup to call than the other – which one would you pick it to be in terms of picking the winner? Uh, Yankees over Twins, personally. Okay, all right. Then I would have said the opposite. I would have said the Diamondbacks over the Rockies. Um, but the you're, you're agreeing with Vegas. The Yankees were a minus 250 favorite uh, on the money line going into tonight, whereas the Diamondbacks are, are minus 165, meaning you bet $165 to get 100 back. I need to see what the, the Rockies underdog lines are there. But – you know, I think the Rockies, there is a shot. Now, there's a lot that kind of comes at stake with this one game. I think if you played out a three-game series and, and certainly in a five or a seven, you really see a really, you know, a great postseason series. One game with a guy that looks almost like the the Cy Young guy that we saw a couple years ago in Zach Greinke. Not first year with the Diamondbacks, Zach Greinke, but two years ago still with the Dodgers. That's tough to see. J.D. Martinez has been on fire since he came over, and the rest of that lineup is just fantastic as well. And it really kind of the same way as the Yankees. They can, and we talked about this before with them. They can kind of piece their lineup how they want around there. Um, the interesting thing is is that with it being a National League game, that when does the bullpen start coming into play? The Rockies certainly added up for their bullpen, so that's something that if the Diamondbacks get it started early, but then kind of, you know, they they slow up in those middle innings and certainly late when the when the bullpen's really coming in. Um, will that Rockies team come alive late, which they have so many times with all the different bats that they have, and and that could make this game a lot closer, a lot more exciting, and and great great baseball. Uh, obviously, the Rockies don't have the uh, the Coors Field advantage, which really the Diamondbacks would also have as well. But it should be a great game. No, and, and quickly, Jordy, I mean, what do you think of, of the Rockies starting John Gray instead of uh, Jermaine Marquez? I like it. I think John Gray has, has he's proven it for, for a good amount. Um, you know, it's not necessarily looking to be cocky and thinking that you'd win. You can't really ever think that. And and having a guy, you know, like Marquise, who you'd assume would start game one, presuming they get by – uh, Gray, just to run down the stat line quickly, 367 ERA, 10 and 4, 112 strikeouts, a 130 whip. I'm trying to see how many innings he pitched this year. That's all, that's over 110 innings pitched. So, I mean, 
over a nine for uh, strikeouts per nine, uh, 10 wins. I mean, basically in 20 games start, it's pretty good. Um, you know, I, I do like it though. I think that if you get a guy who, you know, he's posting up probably just if you, as this is the prorated, if you average it out to being a full season, that's basically, you know, it's 15, 16 wins still that, that ERA and the whip it's, it's still pretty nice, but it's close to 170 strikeouts. Um, no, I mean, that's, that's pretty dominant in th- this lineup. If this Arizona team thinks that they can start getting on him quick, you might see a lot of strikeouts. Yeah. And, and you know, that was going to be my next question. Um, Cause in my opinion, I think that the Rockies offense is, is significantly better than the Diamondbacks. And, you know, obviously JD Martinez and Paul Goldschmidt, I mean, outside of those two guys who really are we looking at for Arizona, but, you know, you up and down that lineup for the Rockies, they have guys who have proven they can provide some offense. If they yeah. I think, I think the biggest reason, honestly, you know, before you answer the question, I think the biggest reason why Arizona has a better record is because their, their starting rotation depth is just better than the Rockies. And obviously in a one game series, um, rotation depth doesn't really mean anything. So exactly. one game series, if anything, this favors the Rockies. If this was a three game series or five game series, you know, you get something different, but this, one game series format scenario it favors in my opinion the Rockies and I'd be interested to hear what you think of the offenses the both teams offenses so I kind of got into it when I was talking about the Diamondbacks offense they have pieces that if they get it going they could be pretty deadly against and even against John Gray um you know, I mean, you have Mark Reynolds, you have a number of different guys. You have Gregor Blanco, who we've seen play well for teams like the Giants when they've made World Series runs. We, see, we have Chris Iannetta, the former Rocky, if we're going to go NBC Sports Hockey to lingo, how they love to point those out um, in the playoffs. But, um, you know, he could get it going. J.D. Martinez, obviously, and, and Paul Goldschmidt are the, are the two guys that lead the way. But you have so many different pieces that if they – rise up to the occasion and match that Rocky offense or really are able to outperform them for a couple innings past what Granky can get them. And Granky goes seven innings. I mean, it's hard to imagine a, not a diamondback win at home, but like we were saying before, if they can, if those Rockies get it going and they certainly can because of how good that lineup is. And I would love nothing further than to see my guy, Nolan Arenado, get it going and, and step up on the big stage. I mean, you could easily see a Rocky Rocky win here and, and kind of, I'm now sort of talking myself out of the, 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 which one was an easier game to pick because I just looked at the starting pitching and said, boom, go cranky. <laughs> That's what I'm saying, Jordy. I'm yeah. telling you, it's, it's a much harder thing. I mean, yeah, Granky is unbelievable and Granky certainly has, you know, proven himself and, you know, his playoff numbers are limited have been good, but, that if you look at it top to bottom, I mean, where are they going to get the offense? You know, unless they win the game, like you said, the National League, you know, he's got a bat. At some point, he's going to come out of the game, and and how good is that bullpen, and can they hold off the Rockies forever? I mean, is it a thing where all the Rockies starting pitching or even all the Rockies pitching really has to do is just wait until it gets to the Cardinal or gets to the Diamondback bullpen, and then from there, you know, trust their offense, you know, keep it to a one-run game until the – until the Diamondback bullpen comes in. And then from there, it's Fernando Rodney closing out games for the Diamondbacks. I mean, 
he, he was good, what, five years ago? But just a quick update. Longer than that. What would you say? I said longer than that. But, yeah, quick update on the, the update. game. Yankees down 3 nothing. Another home run uh, by the Twins. Three zip. Oh, Two-run home run. So, uh, and they got a guy on. One out. They got a yeah. They got a guy in first right now, so it's it's. Yeah. Oh man. Severino, you know, as I was talking earlier, you know, I thought he would come in hot and do well coming in, but you know, just goes to show you um, that the Twins were not, uh, you know, they were not, uh, I guess, scared by the Yankee big lights at least in the first inning. Anyways, so, that's true. It's only the first inning, so we haven't even seen pick. official we, pick. Um, I'm still picking the Yankees, but I am too. Even though I'm, you know, if I was smart because the podcast I picked twins, but picking the Yankees, eh. live betting, live betting, we could make some money here. But push um, the pick for the Diamondbacks, Jordy, and uh, Diamondback Rockies. What do you got? I'm gonna still go Diamondbacks. I I like Granky too much here. I think I don't have an over under on strikeouts, but I, I would think whatever it is, hammer the over. You you'll see a lot. You'll see a lot of big swings. Granky could probably cause a lot of of Rockies to miss. I think he goes seven innings, and that's enough that they could potentially – that they're pulling away enough there, not potentially. Um, but, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go the Diamondbacks. Over-unders at eight and a half. I'd go – I'd say six, two, three. It's the final score. Um, six, three, huh? Yeah. So what about you? What you, quick question. What you got? Okay, question. question. These two teams are in the same division, correct? Correct. What uh, was their record head-to-head this year? Uh, that's a great question that I do not have in front of me. Do you have it? No, I'm asking you. All right, well, I'm going to look it up. We have – and this is great radio here. The, the point is that between these two teams, uh, they know each other so well. So, like, yeah, you know, the Granky factor may work for a team that he may not see – all the time, like when he comes and plays some of the American League teams, if they make that far, or even, um, you know, next round, um, sorry, next round when the Diamondbacks, if they win, head into L.A., which I guess, you know, he was a Dodger there before, but still, you know, they have some new guys and blah, blah, blah. So the point being that, you know, I guess they're the same division too, but the point is that, you know, there's familiarity there. So my, my big thing here is, while I think it's a slam dunk, and I honestly think at the end of the day, um, Arizona is going to win just because of the Granky factor, I will not be surprised and uh, would not be surprised if the Rockies end up stealing it. No, that's a great point. I mean, you could easily say the same thing a couple of years ago with the Cubs and the and the uh, Pirates when they played in, in the game. It was in Pittsburgh. Uh Seemed like Pittsburgh had it going, a lot of momentum. The Cubs had a lot of momentum too, don't get me wrong. Uh, but that young Cubs team kind of, they weren't phased by a tried and true uh, Pittsburgh team. Great pitching on that squad. Um, but we'll see. Yeah, I mean, it, you're absolutely right. The divisional factor certainly throws throws a wrench into it and, and sort of, the you know, the, the all the all the record books they're thrown out the window when the you know when these two teams get together. I know that's more of a football term, but these are two teams that we kind of thought going into the season. We've said this a million times, but we're on that same tier, and it's great to see them both step up and, and kind of realize this potential. Now we all thought the Diamondbacks had it last year and didn't. We all knew the Rockies had this potential and are now 
living up to it. So definitely great for both of them. And it's nice, like I said, to get some, uh, some West coast exposure because a lot of guys on both of those squads have a lot, uh, a, a lot of recognition or a lot of, a lot of talent and need the recognition. All right. Perfect. So we're at the, we're at the same, same eight teams. Now you and I have moving yep. on. Um, so let's start with the, you know what, let's go, let's go let's jump right into it. Red Sox and, and Astros. Houston, let's do it. Houston being the number two seed hosting the number three seed Boston Red Sox. Uh, Jordy, I'll let you go first. All right. So this game, this, so this series, interestingly enough, they've only announced the games one and two times for both series uh, the Red Sox and the Astros will play on Thursday and Friday, both day games. Um, they're playing at four o'clock Eastern time on Thursday, kicking off officially the, the postseason, uh, or I guess officially the divisional series since the wild card games count. But really, in most people's mind, the, the real postseason play. Then two o'clock on Friday, both are interesting to say the least timing wise um you know the day baseball during the during the postseason is, is always intriguing uh nevertheless we're getting two great pitching matchups at least in the first game we got chris sale versus justin verlander friday we have drew pomerantz versus dallas keichel in terms of what i think is going to happen It'll be fun to see how that first game goes. Houston is coming in as the slight favorite right now. Um, Over-under set at seven, which, wow, for a playoff baseball game. Um, I, I do like Sale, though, in that first game. I know that, that Astros lineup is... They have them winning by seven runs? No, no, no. It's the over-under in terms of total runs scored. Oh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. Um, no, no, no. That, that'd be absurd for a baseball game for plus seven or minus seven. Um but I, I like Sale in that first game. I know that Astros the, the Astros lineup is dynamic and, and can get a lot done. Um, Sale didn't have the best September, um, you know, so we'll see how he comes out. Um, you know, two former AL Central rivals coming at one another. Um, but you know, I I, I kind of like the Red Sox in that first game. Second game, Pomerantz versus Keuchel. Pomerantz has had a great year. Um, kind of pat myself on the back for having him on my fantasy team, but uh, you know, I like Keiko there. I think they split it in, in Houston uh, coming back to Boston. It's hard to that. The Red Sox have the, the clear home field advantage at Fenway. Um, I think this goes the full five and, and sorry to tell you, Greg, I think the Astros take it in five games back in Houston. I hear you. Um, yeah. You know, so, so my big thing here is plain and simple. Okay. Um, my biggest gripe, the Red Sox, their manager here, Chris Dale, obvious number, obvious number one. Okay. Yep. Drew Pomerantz's numbers at home versus on the road. You know, yeah, he's been good on the road, but he, he made this, uh, John Farrell, the manager of the Red Sox made the mistake last year. He said, I'm not going to start Purcello at home because he's much better on the road. He starts Purcello on the road, gets smoked in game one. And the rest yep. of the rest the rest of the series was shot. So it's like, you know, whatever. The point is that um, that was a, obviously a different Cleveland Indians team that went down all the way to the to the World Series. But the point being that you know he made the same mistake last year. You know, you stick with the guns that got you there. Yeah, he's the second best pitcher of the year. Um, but in terms of 
you know, who you give him the ball to in a game two situation on the road. Um, I mean, I guess I can't complain too much because Pomerantz is going to have to start at some point. But yeah. um, I personally, this is a much personal level, which never would have happened, and I feel like I'm one of the only people in Boston who thinks this way, but I would like to see David Price uh, start a game at some point. Um, a lot of people are saying that they might do the, the Cy Young approach in terms of pitching Price and Porcello in the same game. So have Porcello go about four innings and then Price. And bring in Price. Kind of like the, the Cubs tried to do last year. Yeah, exactly. In game seven. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, you know, it, it remains to be seen. And, and I, I personally am a fan of Price and blah, blah, blah. But um, honestly, I, 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 don't, I don't know. Um, Chris Sale is a huge question mark to me, honestly. That's my biggest concern, or, or the biggest question mark. If the if the if Chris Sale, um, the Red Sox go as he goes in terms of if they can win Game One, I will be confident in their team and the series. If they lose Game One, there's no chance uh, in my in my opinion because Pomeranz may steal one in Game Two, but that Astros offense, like you said, Jordy, top to bottom, um, there's no easy out and their depth, you know, I mean, the Red Sox have some guys who, this is such a weird team and I'm rambling and ranting here, but this has been such a weird team and weird season this year because the Red Sox are a team that, um, you know, you go around and they had guys like Eduardo Nunez and, and Rajai Davis come, come in at the, at the break and they really carried the team for a while, you know, and, and now Nunez is, is coming off an injury and Pedroia is coming off an injury and, Boogie Betts, who was their best player last year, inconsistent all year. Andrew Benintendi, the rookie stud, you know, had inconsistent all year. Xander Bogarts, up and down all year. Jackie Bradley, his whole career has been up and down. Um, you yep. know, and then, you know, you go to their rookie at third base, Devers, who crushed the ball in August to cool off a little bit in September. But, you know, you got a rookie at third base. You got a rookie in, in left field. You got a, a – the young young center field but quite frankly i mean the red sox team they have all right i just talked myself out of it but they they <laughs> stop myself from saying it stop myself from saying it um because there is talent in this team but at the end of the day um you know like i said i've said many times this podcast i think they were still a year away beforehand i mean you, this team especially this year in the major league in the MLB, you need home runs to win, and a team that hasn't hit a grand slam all year is not going to win uh, playoff series. I just don't want them to be embarrassed and swept like they were last year. I think anything more than the three-game sweep uh, is a win for the Red Sox, but um, I definitely think Hughes is going to take it. Sorry for the long-winded answer. Let's move on quick and, and get through the next ones. Okay. And, yeah, I mean, just a quick, uh, quick bookend to it. I think if Sale does go down – uh, I, I, it's hard for them to come to think that it's coming back to Houston. I would take uh, Houston and four in that case. But yeah, let's move on to the other series. For both of us, it would be the Yankees and the Indians. Uh, let's look at it if it's both, considering the current score of the game. But I mean, I, I think either way, the, it's really going to take a lot for whoever the wild card winner is to come back home in game three, not down 2 0. Um, times for the games, 7.30 on 
And five o'clock in the afternoon on Friday, we got for game one, at least for uh, actually they haven't even announced it yet on the uh, on the ESPN. But um, no, I, I think it's going to be yeah. It's no question of of who it is of who it is unofficially, but it's hard not to think that the Indians aren't coming out of that first two games to up to zero. No question, no question, no question. Um, you know, absolutely none in my mind. Um, I don't know about you, but absolutely none. Sorry, absolutely none in my mind. Uh, yeah. The Twins, top to bottom. I mean, their lineup is is more jam packed than the Astros, and their starting pitching um, is unbelievable. Their bullpen's unbelievable. The, I mean, the Indians. They're and, just and watching. I mean, Ed, and you may not. You obviously know because you're a baseball guy, but some of the people listening. You never know. Uh, that stadium, Cleveland last year, was just unbelievable atmosphere in the playoffs. And, and quite frankly, between that home field advantage that they have now throughout the, Amer- throughout the American League, I, without jumping ahead, um, staying on the series, both the Yankees and Twins, uh, neither one of them stand a chance, uh, at least in Cleveland, um, remains to be seen at home, but because I'm sure Minnesota or New York will be, will be bumping. But uh, I think Cleveland takes care of that one. Um, you know, I'm, not, I'm hesitant to ever, ever call a sweep. Uh, yeah. But because no analyst ever does, but I'm going to go ahead and be that guy who sticks his neck out of the line. I think it's a, a three zero uh, sweep for the Indians, no matter who they play. Yeah, I, I, I'm going to have to agree with you there, I think. And we kind of talked about this a little bit with – and Severino's been pulled. So if the if if, in, if the Yankees do, in fact, pull this out, you can see Severino really come back, you know, game three for this for this series. And I mean, he didn't make out the first inning. He could pitch – He didn't make out the first inning against the Twins. So – Make game one if you really if, if you really wanted, yeah. Yeah, you could easily. Uh, I don't I don't have any – have the number of pitches he threw, but you're absolutely right. You could throw him game two, game one, um, assuming you win, that is. But, yeah, I mean, I, I just – it is hard to pick the sweep. You want to think they, they get one at home, but it's hard with this Indians team to not think that they're they're going to pull it out and just really take it to them. I mean, if they took it to a good Red Sox team last year, that really it, was, it kind of sucked that the, the sweep was what the result was. And you and I kind of talked a year ago and, and thinking like, oh, it's sinks, so this isn't going to be the ALCS. This could be a classic, yada, yada, yada. Um, obviously the result didn't reflect that way, but – my point being is that that Red Sox team, in my mind, w- is clearly still better than either of the two teams that would be facing this Indians team. So if they got swept, you know, transitive property says wild card winner is going to get swept. So mm-hmm. I- I'm going to take it with you. Uh, Indians clear favorite right into the ALCS. And, uh, you know, that would give us the Astros and the Indians, kind of everybody's big pick and, you know, sort of the chalk pick, but it's, it's hard not to think that that's what it's going to be without any sort of serious drama that, you know, we, we've seen before in October. It is October's magical magics after all. Yeah, and, and quite frankly, I mean, baseball more than any other sport. I mean, maybe probably football too, but, you know, you really want to see uh, the, the two best teams face off. You know, division winners mean so much, sure, yeah. but like you get teams in there who – don't necessarily have the best record or the top of the AL record or the top of the NL record. You know what I mean? Like 
the yeah. two, uh, like I'm pretty sure the the wild card teams in the National League have better records than the Cubs, but they do. The Cubs won the their division they're in, so it's like for anything you're almost rooting for that for the two best teams from start to finish to be there because you know you're you're awarding the best team of that year. But yeah. um, you know the scary thing is at least in the American League those that Houston and Cleveland from start to finish were some of the or were the top teams um and the indians only got better from last year which is only which is very scary um and obviously andrew miller what he is uh or what he has left or what you know where he is in his rehab or whatever um that's going to be a big big storyline just based on the way he was used last year i don't think that uses him the way he did last year but i still think he will have some meaningful innings um and yeah, so moving on before we do the championships, Jordy, um, heading over. Uh, let's let's go two three seed. The national, the Washington Nationals host the Chicago Cubs. Um, just so you don't you don't have to say it, and you can have some time. The first game is October sixth, which is a Friday. Cubs at Nationals seven thirty p.m. in our nation's capital. Uh, who do you have in this series? And uh, do you think Bryce Harper can do anything? in the playoffs so very loaded question because there's a lot of different ways to look at the nationals um you know and kind of to answer your Bryce harper question without actually answering it to go into my series pick we saw max scherzer leave his last start with what appeared to be a hamstring injury bryce harper's been battling injury all year a lot of the other guys in their lineup have been battling injury all year. That being said, the Ast- or the Nationals do have a really, really good starting rotation. The Cubs starting rotation got better as the year went on, not nearly as good as it was last year. Kind of played into the age factor this year more so than last year. That being said, their their offense is still pretty great. The Nationals offense has had some injuries. I think just like with the Red Sox and the Astros. I think this one goes the distance, uh, but it depends on on what you get with the Nationals. You know, if if Max Scherzer isn't fully there and he's trying to push on it, you know, it, you could see it be Cubs in four. I like Cubs in five, though. I think uh, you probably see him split in both the the first two in in Washington, two in Chicago. Um, but we've seen that Cubs team in those one game. You know, winner take all, winner go home. Uh, really rally, come together as a team. Uh, you can say what you will about Joe Madden and some of his decisions, not as prevalent as last year. Um, then again, the postseason is just beginning. Um, but it's hard It's hard to think, because the big thing about the Cubs last year and the reason why they went down 3-1 to Cleveland in the World Series was that they, you know, the bats weren't getting it going until really those last three games of the World Series. They got by because they're – did so well in the NLDS, the NLCS. They had a lot of great hitting moments. Um, of course, that um, grand slam in Game One of the NLCS being one of the you know one of the you know main talking points of that in, in in there. But I think the Cubs, their their lineup really had that slow slow start and have not to the degree of you know what the Diamondbacks were able to do or or even to a degree of what the Indians did because they didn't have the best start. Um, but I, I just think the Cubs, Cubs got this They're They'll win. I'm going to say in five officially, if Scherzer is not healthy or isn't fully hundred percent, it could be four. 
So, you know, it's funny you say that about the Nationals and, and which team are we going to get and this and that. I mean, I would almost say the exact same thing about the Cubs. Because, you easily could. You, you easily know, could. Like you said, I mean, the Cubs didn't have a – offense didn't have a great playoff last year. Um, and one of those things where going into the playoffs, the Cubs were the team to beat. You know what I mean? Like they were the team last year. Um, yeah. And, you know, it was almost like, oh, Red Sox or Cubs, who's going to win? And when the Indians swept the Red Sox, it was like, okay, what's going on? But the Cubs really were the team to win. And, and that's the difference this year is that they are very quietly – they very quietly have snuck into the playoffs. Um, yeah. You know, they, they're one of those – yeah, they won the division. But they're one of those teams where, you know, people are talking about their playoff experience. They're talking about the Cubs repeating 100 years, blah, blah, blah. But – for me, it's a matter of, uh, you know, starting pitching versus offense. You know, the Cubs are going to try and grind out some runs, but if the Nationals lineup can do what they have proven they can do throughout the year with or without Bryce Harper hitting well, um, you know, because remember, they still have Murph, and Murph, Daniel Murphy had the unbelievable, when the Mets went far, he was the reason why. That's uh, true. It's very true. And you know, and they, Worth Worth has had a quietly good season as well. As much as I uh, hate to see him do well with another team, but yeah. Jason Worth has done very well. And even even when the Phillies won the won the World Series, he was a big part of that. So he was. That, um, that's what got him his starting job. He was platooning up until really that postseason. Right. So those are you know there are guys in that lineup who can produce with or without Bryce Harper. So the point being that you know I think the Nationals. It, it, the question isn't what, which Cubs team show up. I really think it's what Nationals team show up shows up, um, because like you said, Scherzer, you know, he with his different color eyes, you know, who knows what he's doing, which way he's looking, and blah blah blah. And Bryce Harper and and who's the, who's their stud pitcher um, who gets hurt every year? It was Strasburg. Like, yeah, I mean the two of them, you know, that, that's the big storyline. They. They're supposed to be the young talent face of baseball and faces of baseball, and um, they haven't really. Bryce Harper believes in the multi-face god. We can't forget that. <laughs> you know they haven't they haven't proven anything. So you know, and Dusty Baker is is while he's a good manager, he hasn't he hasn't done anything in the playoffs um, in terms of winning a World Series and and much. So I I personally think Got close. Yeah, I mean, I think it, I think it comes down to which national team Nationals team shows up. Um, as opposed to your point of the, which Cubs team shows up. Uh, oh, no, the- I was agreeing with you, which Nationals team shows up. The Cubs, I think, that pitching has oh, no. been consistent. Um, that well, lineup, I think, is is on the up, in sorry, my opinion. What I, sorry, what I meant to say was – I, I flipped that in my head. What I meant to say was the Nationals, I think, are going – I think I think, despite Bryce Harper and, uh, and, and Strasburg, I think Scherzer and, and the rest of the team – Murphy and Worth and guys like that, they carry the Nationals over the Cubs in terms of, you know, I think they're going to be good. I think the Nationals are going to be good, point one. Point two, like I was trying to make before, the Cubs team is really the question mark. The Cubs team, you know, grinding out runs. Can they grind out offensive runs? Can they give enough support to guys like Arietta Lester who proven they can pitch in the playoffs? Um, you know, can that offense – support you know it's easy to pitch with a lead so can their offense get out early um and that's what i think it comes down to is which cubs team um 
personally, that's what I think it comes down to which Cubs team shows up. Uh, I ultimately think the Nationals are going to win, so I think we uh, dis- disagree there. All right, first disagreeance. You know, that was bound to happen. Uh, yeah, I mean, I could easily see the Nationals winning too. It's it's cliche to say that this is, you know, the Nationals, you know, the Nationals full pause is when they get into the playoffs. Uh, but we'll we'll see what happens, how they how they proceed. Um, we saw the Dodgers finally get over the hump last year and get into the NLCS. But um, yeah, I mean, it, it'll be interesting to see. I, you know, you could easily see go up early. You could see it go 2-0 Washington, then tied 2-2 in Chicago. I think that Wrigley Field atmosphere, the first games after a World Series win, uh, I think that's going to be be a zoo of an environment out there. But no, let's move on. Final divisional series, and then we'll do our quick picks. Quick picks for the rest of the postseason. Um, but Nationals, or not Nationals, the Dodgers versus the Wild Card winner. This, I think, you know, we we talked about, we alluded to it. You know, it's kind of like last year when you and I talked about the the Indians and the Red Sox being the unfortunate, you know, NL or ALDS series. It's unfortunate that this. Might not be the NLCS because this could be, you know, a series. You're really a series to go down in the history books. I think it could be a lot of fun to watch. Uh, no matter which team wins the wild card tomorrow night, I think both of them match up against the Dodgers really well. Um, but that Dodgers team is is hot coming in. Yeah, I mean, I I slightly disagree. I mean, I personally think that, um, and I've been saying this since before. I think. The Diamondbacks, yeah, their their starting pitching is really good, but I don't think that their offense is good enough to win a World Series. Um, yeah. And with that said, um, you know, I think. Sorry, with that said, I think I think if anything, you're right. I think the Rockies do match up well against the Dodgers, um, just because they have that that offense. But again, then there on the other side, their pitching is is not nearly. Uh, where it should be in terms of to stop that Dodger lineup. So if you combine the Rockies offense and the and the Diamondbacks pitching, maybe you can get a good matchup. But I think this has the makings of uh, a sweep uh, as well. Okay. So, yeah. yeah, I I could see a sweep. Uh, I think though, especially you know, I, I think comparatively to the Yankees or the Twins, these two teams say they are down two zero. Go to Dodger Stadium, get blown out. I think they rebound well at home. They both have unique home fields in terms of the advantages that they give them. Coors Field has been talked about to death in terms of of that, uh, the way that their pitching has been able to navigate that this year, which is always the the big you know, red flag for them going into every season. Uh, but Chase Field, you know, you can't really discount that either. Those those Diamondback fans, those retirees who. Love baseball. They show up, you know, and it's an interesting dome field, big pitchers park. Uh, but I, I think that they're more likely to to get a game out of there, if not two. Um, I mean, I really think, you know, it depends on which, you know, if Clayton Kershaw is here to stay, the Clayton Kershaw we saw last year, uh, you know, it could be an easy sweep. But as much as I love the guy, he's one of my favorite baseball players. It's you know, it's still something that you got to keep in the back of your mind about that. Yeah, I mean, I never, I never was a. I mean, I'm never, I've never been a fan of this whole rhetoric about Kershaw and and the postseason. Obviously, the numbers are what they are, but yeah, um, it's a, it's a shitty, shitty 
rhetoric to be like, oh, he sucks in the postseason because uh, he's done well. He's done decent before, but but you can't deny it. So yeah. I agree. But the point is that you, quite frankly, this this Dodgers team, you know, they have so much depth. You know what I mean? That's they something that, right. that at the end of the day is crazy. You know what I mean? Like they they top to bottom, they have guys that even on their bench coming in, I mean, Gonzalez probably won't even start for them, right? Yep. I mean, you're talking about Adrian Gonzalez who won an MVP or, or was in the discussion for how many years in a row? I mean, for how many all-star games he's been in? I mean, they got guys on their bench who would be starting. I mean, Curtis Granderson, um, you know, obviously there's a whole bunch more. I mean, I think Chase Utley doesn't tear anybody's ACL this year. Um, that's my big prediction for the playoffs. It's, uh, a, it's a hot take. I'll, t- I'll tell you that. Um, <laughs> Yeah. But I, I, quite frankly, I really, I really, honestly do, Jordy, believe that uh, this Dodgers team—I um, don't want to call it two sweeps in in the in <laughs> in in the division or the yeah the division series. But I'm going Go Dodgers sweep. So Go we got, thank you. So we got. I have Dodgers Nationals. You have Dodgers Cubs, and then we both have Cleveland and Houston. So let's start with Cleveland and Houston. Um, well, quickly, you didn't let me pick how many games it was going to be. Well, sorry, I say it's going to be a great series, but then again, it's the Dodgers. You know, I wanted to give some drama. It's going to be Dodgers in four. That said, quick picks for the final for the uh, the championship series, World Series. We're obviously going to be covering this, uh, you know, as the rounds go on. But as you said, Houston Astros, Cleveland Indians. Is this? Let me ask you. Is this like the Western Conference Finals in the NHL a couple years ago where the winner of this series wins the World Series? Or is that is it just, you know, feed you know, feed them to the probably consensus NL pick uh, for it and f- look at a World Series for the ages? No, I, I, I really think that uh, the American League is going to uh, have the – World Series champion. I think you're right on that one. Yeah. Um, I'm and going then, uh, Stanley Cup Western Conference Finals in 2014 or something. For those that want to be correct, uh, finish your point. I'm sorry. I love I love it. You're always correcting stats, even on yourself. You're the you know you're a class act. You got a voice for this. You you're got a mind for this. Um, <laughs> those who don't subscribe and go, or those who don't uh, follow the blog or listen to any of other Jordy's podcasts, I really think you should do so. Uh, Thunderblogsports.com uh, Thunder BLG on Twitter or Instagram or one of the two. Oh, somebody's been listening to the intros. I have been, you know, big fan, big fan of what you do. And I'm honored that you uh, have me on every time, but for the baseball. So uh, honestly, Jordy, I, I'm going Indians. I think, I don't even think it's close. Um, another hot take. Yeah. I think, I think I, the, I agree with you too. I think the Indians in five, uh, this Indians team has the five. Make- yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. This Indians team has the makings of a uh, of of the Royals of of when they lost and came back and won. Um, quite frankly, because of all the drama that we had last year, I don't think major. I don't think the MLB is going to be that lucky two years in a row. Um, I think it's going to be a five five game. Uh, I think the Houston, Houston gets one in Houston for their fans for the, what's everything that's going on the devastation things like that. But I honestly think that uh, Cleveland in five and uh, 
you know that that steamroll that ship the train has started to to roll and and I think uh, I don't yeah anyways we'll save my World Series prediction for for after that but what do you got yeah so I was, I was going to be a little more conservative on my pick than you I do have the Indians I have them in six I was going to take the the Hurricane Harvey emotional win but I was going to double it I think you come into into Houston down two zero win game three, lose game four, win game five, your final home game. You come back to Cleveland and the steamroll fully powered up and just completely flattens them to, to knock them out. Um, then again, you could see this being very similar to the 2015 NLCS, a great pitching team versus a dynamic offense that is, granted, it's not as young as that Cubs team was. You could see this being your five or, you know, we're, neither of us is calling a sweep, but you know, neither were really anybody going to that series. Um, but yeah, I think it's easy pick for for the Indians, and and we're not going to jump ahead of ourselves. But I think you could uh, see it be a, a pretty uh, pretty easy run in in the next round. But we'll get there. Um, Jordy, yeah, quickly, Jordy, quickly, didn't mean to cut you off, but uh, the Yankees have responded with three runs of their own in the bottom of the first. They're still at bat with a guy on. Um, it's never over. But it, it holds to our prediction of the Yankees is still looking good. So we uh, we could be safe in there. So anyways, keep going here. So you, you think the Indians, and in, in you said six? Six. So they win the decisive game on the road. No, they went, no the baseball is different than, than any other sport. It's 2-3-2. Two, two. Um, Even in the – I thought that was only the World Series. That's the same for the CS too? I was trying to look it up while you were doing your, your – uh, all right, I'll do, a, I'll, do a quick recap. I'll do a quick recap of how the Yankees scored, even though people, when they watch this, are going to yeah. probably know. But uh, Gardner walked, or Gardner doubled. Uh, Judge knocked him in with a single. Sanchez stinks, so he uh, flied out to center. And then Didi Gregorius, uh, the Yankees shortstop who replaced Derek Jeter, hit a homer that brought in Judge to make it uh, 3-3. And... Uh, now uh, they're out of the inning, and we're in, we're into the we're into the second. Three. We're into the second. It is two three two in the CS's championship series for uh, the long hand. Uh, so yeah, the the Indians win it in Cleveland. Um, yeah, and, and I think you know as much as people love to talk about Cleveland as a football town, a a basketball town with LeBron and you know bringing together the banana boat crew. Um, you know, they love baseball. They love their Indians. Even, you know, go, you know, rewind a couple of years when the Indians were not so good, um, you know, before they became the Windians again. They, uh, they've loved them through and through. Cleveland loves their sports. And I think they get a big win there. And uh, we'll see how it goes in the, uh, the World Series. But we'll get there. Let's jump over to the National League. I think, uh, I think no matter who wins the, the Divisional Series, I think very similar to this, it's, uh, it's – you know, a easy pick of the the Dodgers here. I disagree. I mean, I mean, you can you can give your reasons um, afterwards, but I think if the Nationals beat the Cubs, which is what I'm predicting, I think that the Nationals, uh, quite frankly, I think the Nationals have that confidence and and will roll. I mean, I I think that they'll get that confidence and that, that excitement that comes with play baseball, playoff baseball. I mean, that's a long way to go from East to West back and forth and, uh, you know, two coasts, if you will. But I, I, the Dodgers, 
well, good, and and certainly have the depth. Um, quite frankly, I think the Nationals just match up better versus the Dodgers. I really do. I think the Nationals can beat the Dodgers. And I think it'll be a, a close one. I think it'll be uh, the two three two really changes it for me because I was going to say six because the Nationals win at home. But um, you know, I think. This is tough. You know, I'm I'm gonna tough. go I'm gonna go with five. So the Nationals still win at home. They win Wow. They, they still wow. want to one in L still one in LA against Kershaw and then uh, win three at home. <laughs> Even though there's no home field advantage because uh, everyone knows Nationals don't have real fans in DC, but um, that was a sh- straight shot at anyone. Anyways, um, yeah, I think the no, Nationals. No, it's true, though. I, I think people in D.C. would agree with you. Uh, no, that's – wow. Oh, Greg, I love the hot takes. I'm going to go Dodgers in six. They win it back at Dodgers Stadium. I do think uh, no matter who it is, whether it's the Nationals or the Cubs, I think both put up a good fight against this Dodger team. Um, you know, we saw them starting to run out a bit of a steam, a bit of steam in September – uh, and they kind of regained it going in, which is why I've been you know, hesitant on giving them the sweep, giving them in five, giving them really you know, any dominant wins. But I, I still think they're a great baseball team. They put it together, win the National League, and, and go, to their world, go to the World Series for the first time in a long time. Yeah, I mean, quite frankly, it's hard to pick against a team that won 104 games and, and the Dodgers, the way they did it. It's and, chalk, though, on both on my end, at least. I put both 100 winners, 100 game well, winners in the World Series. You're right, you did. And quite frankly, I mean, the Dodgers team has been coasting for all intents and purposes since, I guess, the middle of August, if you yeah. will, because uh, they could, you know. And, and I think I think uh, Dave Roberts done a great job managing them, but – um, to the point where they're healthy, they're ready to go, and, and they've been, like I said, coasting for, for the last month and a half. But, um, yeah, I just think the matchups favor Washington, and I think if they have that confidence of actually winning a series for the first time um, in recent history for them, then I think they have that confidence and are able to move forward with it um, and beat the Dodgers. But, anyways, Indians and Dodgers for you. Um, I'll let you go second since you're the expert. Indians and Nationals for me, Jordy, in the World Series since I have to pick a team. Um, I'm definitely going Indians. I'm definitely going Francona. Um, trust the guy who's been there before. Trust the guy who uh, knows what he's doing at the end of the day because when he gets to the World Series, it really comes down to manager or manager, and that's why you got the Cubs and, and Indians going seven last year because you had two great managers. But, um, you know, I think at the end of the day, Top to bottom, the Indians are, are that much better. The only the only thing that I think would would hinder the Indians, um, you know, Napoli played a huge huge rallying role for them last year, um, and Encarnacion has has hasn't necessarily done the same thing, but um, they've had to rely on some other guys to be their rallying cry. And outside of Kluber, Jordy, do you think that the Indians have enough pitching depth to beat a team like uh, your Dodgers? So it's an interesting question. They have, you know, they they have good bullpen depth to match up with that lineup. Pitching depth on the front end has been, I don't want to say shaky because the season Corey Kluber's put together, but you've seen a lot of different movement from a lot of the guys that were great last year. 
um, you know, guys moving around from either the bullpen to the back to the starting lineup uh, or starting rotation, I should say. Um, you know, yeah. I, I think they can match them. I think they do match them, even if it's Washington, if it's if it's L.A. I think if they step it up and, and get it going. Um, now, the one thing that that does fall into, at least for me, picking the Dodgers is that Dodgers would get home field here. They would get games six and seven for you. The Indians get it because they have a better record than the Nationals. First time in a long time we've had something like this. Um, you know, so that that's something to you know, keep an eye out for. I just think though that Indians team, just like the Dodgers that we we're talking about, I think they have a lot of depth. You can kind of build a lineup here and there and, and move players kind of to, to fit. And I think that's why it's such an intriguing World Series matchup. Um, I think though that that Indians uh, bullpen really, really is what kind of pushes them over the edge. I, I would say Indians in six, to be honest. I think they sweep in Cleveland. Um, and they, even if they, or rather, if they lose two in LA, they come back sweeping Cleveland, win game six. Um, that or they, they split it out in LA and maybe even win it at home. Like, like, a, you know, one Philadelphia Phillies once did, but we're not going to talk about that. No. Um, but, you know, it's a good point. It's, it's a valid argument, and, and the biggest reason why I asked you that 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 bulk they're the starting rotation question is really Jordy because you know at the end of the day, you know, is Bauer going to cut him slice himself again on a drone? You know, is is uh, you know, at the end of the day, I don't think they can rely on Miller as much as they did last year, and sure. they bullpen as much as they did last year. I mean, you brought Miller in what the third and fourth inning in some games. Um, you know, I just don't know if 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 you can do that back to back years, and that's a big question mark to me. And if anything, that's the only thing that's going to hinder the Indians um, from um, doing what the Royals did. And, and you know, I guess that's that's really the their their Achilles heel. If if I were to pick one um, for this year, see, I I think of it less like the Royals of 2015. And more like the San Antonio Spurs of 2014. I mean, the the Indians basically had this wrapped up well, you have to in their favor. You have to draw that comparison for me because uh, so the in, so to, that's a very good that's a very good point. The San Antonio Spurs in 2013 basically had the NBA Finals wrapped up to LeBron James and the Miami Heat. I believe it's Tony Parker is on the free throw line. You're gonna have to correct me. We'll have to look it up. But misses a free throw. The Heat are are the Heat come down, kick it out to uh, a one. Ray Allen nails one of the most clutch corner threes to in game in game six to send it to game seven. The Heat come and steamroll the the uh, Spurs right out of it. I believe uh, I need to double check that that box score, but. The next year, the San Antonio Spurs, the 2014 Spurs team, steamroll through the NBA. They come back into the finals against the Heat and thwomp them. This, of course, is is what many believe to be the reason why LeBron went back to Cleveland, left Pat Riley hanging in the cold. I think this Cleveland Indians team is just like that. They basically had this series last year. Signed, sealed, delivered to them. Arguably, if not for a rain delay, they carry that momentum into the 10th inning and end up getting Cleveland their second title in the same year, which 
about 18 months ago would have sounded absurd. I think, you know, they're, they're a team carries a lot with them. World Series 2017. Great. Listen, that was a great job recapping it. Great comparison. Um, you know, I like it. I'm on board with it. Um, and obviously, since I'm picking the Indians over the Nationals and you're picking the Indians over the Dodgers, it works for both of us. Um, so anyways, what do you think would be the Indians' biggest last point here before we end it? What do you think uh, is the Indians? Since we've been – Favoring both the Indians and, and, and I guess Dodgers the whole time. What do you think the Indians' biggest Achilles heel is? And, and same with the Dodgers. So I think the Indians' biggest Achilles heel come in a couple different ways. The biggest one, I think, honestly, and this is going to sound a little crazy, can be that lineup. I think especially you know, against good pitching, which both, both of our National League pitch, uh, picks have, you know, if they're not fully – you know, getting it going. Uh, we talked about leading into the Indian streak about how Lindor wasn't really the one that was leading the way and, and obviously did so great during that streak and has really come back into prominence. Jose Ramirez is, is another who's had a great year um, and, and had a had a good good stat line on the streak. But Jay Bruce has done has done decently well. You mentioned Edwin and and how he's been up and down for them throughout this season. Um, but really, I, I think if that lineup, kind of like the Cubs last year, if they get all collectively get cold at the wrong time, it could spell disaster for them. Um, you know, it, it's tough to say because of how you know complete I think that lineup is, and, and however many ways that you can put them and, and put the pieces together. But you know, that's something that I would say to really watch out for. How about you? Yeah, I mean, I think I mentioned it before. It's their starting pitching. Um, yep. You know, yeah, they have Kluber and, and Bauer, but quite frankly, I don't – outside of Kluber, I don't know if I trust them to go deep enough into games um, past Miller. I mean, while I say that, I mean, a lot of their starting pitchers last year were hurt heading mm-hmm. into the playoffs, um, if my memory serves correct, which – you know, tonight has proven some uh, some different uh, <laughs> different outcomes. But uh, honestly, I, I I think that they're they're starting pitching from Carrasco to Bauer to Kluber. I mean, even Tomlin, um, depending upon who gets the fourth game there. Um, I think those that's really the biggest. You know, what can Carrasco, Kluber, and Bauer do um, in a seven game series if they ever need to go that far? No, it's all great points, and especially in the World Series. I mean, depending on what, how we see them come out, uh, do we see like a 2014 uh, Giants type scenario? Now, now I'm not suggesting Kluber becomes the next Madison Bumgarner, but how do they necessarily you know build their lineup around that? Um, and you could say the same thing with the Dodgers. You could say the same thing with the Nationals, the Cubs. I should say let's uh, let's not jump too far ahead of ourselves here, but. Um, you know, I mean, really managing the rotation and managing the bullpen, I think has become the way to win the world series. I think that the Indians have a guy that can certainly do that in Tito. And I think they have a lineup that enables them to really be able to get creative and interesting with, with it, both on the pitching staff, as well as in the, in the batting lineup as well. Yeah, I agree. And, and my, I have the same exact, uh, 
issue with the Dodgers, which is why I think the Dodgers are going to lose um, earlier than, than you do just because they're starting pitching. Um, you know, Kershaw has been as historically as we, as we previously stated, questionable at best in the postseason. Um, you know, Kluberson is an unknown wood. I mean, Rich Hill and Mahata, I mean, who knows what, what they're going to do now uh, towards the, as they get up there. But the point is that both these teams have that sort of starting rotation depth. So, um, there is that chance that neither one of them makes it this far for that reason. No, I totally agree with you. And like we said before, that's sort of the the beauty of October and October baseball. October's magical matchups is is something that I think Fox used to call the uh, the postseason along with NFL coverage, but something that that I always love to think of of baseball in that way. And and I think you know this will be a lot of fun. It'll be fun to see how everything develops out. We're going to be covering it all right here at the Thunderblog, thunderblogsports.com, if you haven't picked up on it by now. ThunderBLG is our Twitter account, Thunderblog Sports, Instagram, and Facebook. But Greg and I will be back at some point next week. Depends on when everything kind of wraps up on both the uh, American and National League Division Series. But Greg, any last thoughts before we uh, we head out and, and uh, go watch the rest of this game? Oh, yeah. I have two quick, quick last thoughts. Uh, one, congratulations to your Philadelphia Phillies for ending in third to last. Woo! Um, almost, oh, yeah. almost caught the White Sox to be fourth and last, but uh, you know, it happens. And then, I mean, mainly because you're, you're, I mean, nobody's boy Pablo Sandoval smoked a game-winning walk-off home run to win. The one time he does something right. <laughs> on the last day, but the Tigers and them, uh, and, and both those teams ended below the Phillies, so nice job to the Phillies. And uh, congrats, Jordy. Nice job. Race for last place. You guys did not yeah. do that, so trust the process. You're already doing better. Trust um, the prospects is the Phillies. Trust the, prospe- trust the process is the Sixers. Ah, uh, okay. My mistake. Um, and then the last one is I was thoroughly – I don't want to say disappointed because I think John Carlos Stanton had an unbelievable year, but I was upset that he was unable to uh, get that magic number of 60. Um, But that is a – for the MLB season, for me, that would be my biggest uh, disappointment. Uh, Not disappointment, but I was pulling for him. I was rooting for him, especially after everything that him and his team went through last year and and – you know, the possibility of him being a free agent and who knows where he'll be next year, but are being traded or what have you. Um, I was really rooting for him to do it. Yeah. Yeah. And we'll, uh, some point we'll do an off season podcast and kind of covering of where does X team go here. The Marlins is certainly an intriguing story with everything that's happened with them this year, uh, both on the field and off the field, of course, uh, with a new owner, but we'll, we'll cover that once the postseason ends. Like I said, stick to, right here at the Thunder blog for all of your needs. But I think that's going to do it for us, Greg. Thank you as always, Jordan, my friend. Jordan, no final thoughts for you? Final thoughts for me. You know, Happy to see the Phillies, you know, where they finished. Uh, as much as you want to say, it'd be nice for them to get the, you know, the first overall pick. Number three ain't bad. Um, but I think even more so kind of an, on a moral sense of that you only finished, I think it ended up being – three games behind the Mets, which, 
know, who would have thought that at the beginning of the season, really? Uh, hey, yeah, it's, it's also kind of a, you know, unfortunate for the Mets. You don't really want to see that the way that it happened with them with all the injuries, but you know, nonetheless, um, you know, it was just exciting to see a young team do so well and, and a real glimpse into the future. Uh, it'll be intriguing to see all of us here in Philadelphia are going to be, uh, watching out for who they hire as their next manager, uh, with Pete McCannon taking a different role with the organization. He uh, is becoming basically the Phillies' Dwight Schrute, Greg. <laughs> Special assistant to the general manager. Nice. Yeah, you know. Uh, um, you know, he's, he's even got the glasses. You know, who knows if he has a beet farm, but, you know, maybe they'll build him one. Uh, Good for you. Yeah, you know. Um, had You know, I, I think that might be our first office reference on the podcast, which I think, I don't know how many episodes in we're in, but impressive. who on us that it uh, – that it took us this long, but I think that'll do it, Craig. Thank you. As always, always a pleasure having you on. Jordy, you're great. The podcast is great. The blog is great. Um, you know, I'm loving what you guys are doing with the football. Uh, you know, it's a lot to jam in both college and NFL into one pod, but somehow you and Maddie D do it. Yeah. Um, and, okay. uh, you know, quite frankly, it's, it's been a ton of fun this year and I'm excited to see, uh, what we can do in the playoffs. And, Go Sox. All right. Well, for my man, Greg Piatelli, I am the G-Man, Jordy Cannell. Have a good night, everybody. Enjoy the playoffs, and we'll talk to you next week.